Alma A20 gives some good perspective on angels and when the Lord puts angels into our lives, it's to basically reclaim us, to help us accomplish something that we may not have been able to accomplish on our own, and generally to provide comfort. That's generally the most important thing that an angel does. This is something that Elder Holland talks about in his talk, The Ministry of Angels, which I'll have a link to in the show notes. And we'll just talk about this in terms of Alma A20 and share some other thoughts from my life. So let's go into it. And the man said unto him, I am a Nephite, and I know that thou art a holy prophet of God. For out thou art the man whom an angel said in a vision, Thou shalt receive. Therefore go with me into my house, and I will impart unto thee of my food, and I know that thou wilt be a blessing unto me in my house. So this is Amulek talking to Alma, and Alma has been fasting, he's been asking for help, he's been praying, he already tried preaching in Ammonihah, got kicked out, spit upon everything because he basically didn't have much pull there. He kind of had already given away the chief judgment seat or whatever to Nephiha. And then he tries to go there and he doesn't get anywhere. And then the angel, the same angel that appeared to him a long time ago says, hey, you've been faithful. I'm really happy with you. Go back to Ammonihah. Smiley face, right? So he goes back to Ammonihah and he feels prompted to go a different way. And then he asks the guy, hey, can you give a humble servant of God something to eat? And then Amulek's, yeah, like, yeah, dude, I'm a Nephite, and I know you're the man that an angel told me that I need to talk to, and I'm going to help you out. There's just so much power with that. I can think of various friends and other people that the Lord has put into my life to help me to keep going, because maybe my mission that I'm trying to fulfill in, in the moment seems a little daunting. I feel like I'm making no progress or that it seems impossible, but I'm able to muster that hundred pence effort basically. And now I am inside the city and need some direction or help. The Lord is always going to provide direction and help. There's that quote from President Monson, you know, who's passed away, of course, but he said that if we are on the Lord's errand, we're entitled to the Lord's help. There's a lot of really awesome comfort with that is knowing that the Lord's going to make whatever needs to happen to happen, to make it happen. <laughs> you know, and I realize when I look back at my mission, I look back at college, I look back at other times, there was times where the Lord put angels to help me out in my life, both, you know, seen and I guess some unseen, but like he put those in my life to help me to accomplish what needed to happen. You know, Nephi had this with when him and his brothers went to go get the brass plates and they didn't succeed the first two times. And then it wasn't going super well. And the angel came and comforted them and basically said, Hey, like the Lord is going to put Laban into your hands. So go back. And they didn't have to. And Nephi went alone. And then, you know, you know, the story got the brass plates and everything was hunky-dory, basically, sort of, not really, but <laughs> they did get the brass, brass plates eventually. And so it's it's uh, it's humbling when you recognize this, because angels generally aren't meant to be in your life for a super long period of time, generally. They come back when needed. Like this angel, for example, came back to Alma after he had done a lot of really good things, and now he's serving a mission and doing a lot of other stuff, and I guess he'd already served multiple missions at this point. It came to, you know, a system and I guess it could have comforted him at another point too. That's not in scripture, but like it's humbling because the Lord is going to help us out when we need the help. However, we need the help. Sometimes I want to have like somebody call me out of nowhere and be like, Hey, I've been thinking about you. And that just isn't how I get the help I need at the moment. It's I'm reading the scriptures and something stands out and I'm able to take advantage of 
my resources and whatever at that time. And sometimes that is just how it goes and you sort of have to just deal with it because the Lord is aware of what will help you the most, right? He is aware of what you need before you even ask him. And it obviously is important that you ask him because you're able to articulate and share what you actually need, what you actually are seeking for. Because sometimes, at least for me, I don't really know sometimes until I really am asking and and asking for that help. But yeah, I think of people from like, you know, pre-scorm age and other times of my life, people that really helped me out and shined really, really brightly for me. And now they're doing other stuff. They're shining for other people. And so it's this whole circle of life thing where sometimes we want somebody to help us out in a big way, but they were only meant to really help us out in that big way once or twice and maybe one other time down the road. But you can't force these things to happen. That just isn't how it works. I mean, obviously you can invite things to happen. You can invite people in your life or whatever, but the spirit obviously knows all things. I think of like bishops that get released and then people are like, Hey, you always gave such great counsel. Why don't we like talk again? I don't jive with the new bishop as well as I jive with you. And he's like, bro, I, I literally have nothing. Like the veil is blank. Like everything is blank. I don't know what to say. All I can say is like, you're a good person. The Lord will help you figure it out. As opposed to you get that new bishop in there who doesn't really know what he's doing, but he is humble and he's trying to seek what to do what the Lord would have him say. And he says something that really just changes everything. And obviously that's not always going to happen. That's sort of the fairy tale. That's sort of the glamorized thing that we have in the church. And that obviously isn't always going to be reality, but the Lord is going to give us what we need. At this point in Alma's career, if we want to call it that right now of being an Ammonihaw, he could have ran into somebody and just immediately started teaching him. But instead he ran into somebody that like gave him food and he was able to teach him that way over time. And then it became a very valuable missionary companion and they became BFFs. Basically, that's how I read it. You know, in Alma 31, they have like this dream team of Alma, Amulek, Zeezrom, and all these other people. And Zeezrom was one of the people that they helped bring into the church. So I don't know. There's a lot of different thoughts with this. I also think of Mosiah 12 or 13 with Abinadi. And he tells King Noah and his priests, like, what you do with me will be a type and a shadow of things to come. So sometimes with these angels that are put in our lives, what we do with them says a lot about ourselves and how long that angel is going to stick around. People aren't going to like stick around in your life if you don't treat them very well. Even if they feel they've been prompted to help you, very few people are going to really stick it out that way because they have so many things that they're working on. They have other people that they want to help. So it helps to treat them kindly because <laughs> like this is what Amulek did for Alma. And then later down the road, Alma takes an Amulek and Alma 1518 and just nourishes him back and into everything pertaining to like spiritual matters because Amulek has given up his his food and not his food. He's given up his gold and everything like that. And Alma strengthens him in the Lord, ministers to him in his afflictions. So we don't really know. We don't really know who we're going to be an angel for down the road. And for me, that gives me a lot of excitement. There's people that I'm going to be a big blessing for down the road, and maybe they don't even have to talk to me in person ever. Maybe they'll hear this podcast. Maybe they'll hear me on another podcast. They'll be like, wow, that's really cool. He said something that really helped. Or maybe with one of the books I'll come out with or something like that, that will be 
the help that they need at that time. And the Lord can give things super angelic-like power in the moment. And I've seen this many times as I've talked to random people, sometimes strangers, like complete strangers, as I go around out and about at a gas station or whatever, and they'll say something like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, okay, well, then maybe we should keep in touch on LinkedIn or something because you said that really cool thing. But I've learned over the last little bit, like, no, no, they just said what I need to hear in the moment. And it was the spirit helping them say that thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean I need to keep in touch with them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We kind of just went all over the place with that. But when the Lord puts an angel in your life, know it's for a reason. Know that when you are doing really good things, it's like Second Nephi 31 says, you can be like an angel and speak with the tongue of angels and lift up other people and help them out. I certainly saw that when I was in high school. I, I, had, I need a lot of good examples to help me out. And those people that were the good examples put into my life, they were like angels and certainly helped me out. And I try to do the same for others now that are looking up to me, I guess, because I'm quote unquote farther along than them, which certainly doesn't feel that way, but certainly in years, yes. So yeah, the Lord is aware. He's aware of our needs and he does send angels. That is a hundred percent facts. So check out the other links in the show notes. I think that will bring a lot of benefit and comfort to your life. The ministering of angels one from Elder Holland is super good. So we'll just leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this quick fleck. And remember that the flex of gold you pick up today will shine for you today, tomorrow, and forever.